0: One is managing their expectations up front, because if we don't, they get frustrated and think they failed. So we have some people that took 12 months, and we have some people that took 72 days. I think I one guy did it 30 days. There's some luck there. The other way we bridge—my shirt says "Bridge the Gap." That we talk about this all the time because we actually do deals with them in the trenches. That's why I was working on that deal this morning. I'll call that seller. I mean, that's going to bridge the gap dramatically. Um, And the other piece is mental. So we brought in coaches that work just on this space. So it's the mental piece, it's the managing expectations and it's the working in the trenches with them. Those three things for sure. I'm Neil.
1: And I'm Brittany. We are a family on a journey towards financial and location independence. Each week we interview successful real estate entrepreneurs about their chosen investment strategy and rate it based on how much money it took to get started how long it took to educate themselves, how passive it is, and whether or not they could do it from anywhere in the world.
2: Welcome to the Road to Family Freedom.
1: Before we begin this week's show, I'd like to make you an offer, a free 30-minute call with me. We've been doing weekly chats with other real estate investors for months now, and the response has been great but we're going to change things up a bit and focus. We are buying self-storage facilities. We have a great partner in North Carolina with a great track record of success, a background in construction, and we're partnering up to help him expand his portfolio. If you have an interest in learning more about investing in self-storage, on the active side, on the passive side, whatever your level of interest, we want to talk to you. There's no pitch here. We're not selling a coaching program. This is just a chance for us to network with other investors interested in self-storage. Also, if you're a current self-storage owner, we'd love to chat with you and perhaps have you as a guest on our show. If all that sounds like something you'd be interested in, go to roadtofamilyfreedom.com slash self-storage call and schedule a call there. I look forward to speaking with you.
2: All right, enough out of us. Let's hit the road to family freedom.
1: Greetings, friends and families. I'm Neil. And I'm Brittany. You're listening to the Road to Family Freedom podcast. Our guest today has over 27 years of experience in real estate. He's a three-time best-selling author of Real Estate on Your Terms, The New Rules of Real Estate Investing, and Monica Sawyer's Real Estate Investing for Women. He's the founder and CEO of Smart Real Estate Coach and host of the Smart Real Estate Coach podcast. Chris P. Fontaine, welcome to the Road to Family Freedom.
0: Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, thanks for joining us on a Saturday, you know, where we're all, you know, itching to get outdoors and things like that. So <laughs>
0: it's good to have you. Good to be here. All
2: right. So <clears throat> can you think back and recall an aha moment for you when it comes to real estate investing?
0: Uh, good or bad, it doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I can go either way with that. Uh, yeah, for me, it was 08, um, the crash um did quite different than 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 this economy it was you know a forced real estate crash so I w- we were on major major loans personally so that my aha was what the heck was i thinking it, you know because the banks come knocking with that personal signature unfortunately
1: gotcha um so you know you have been in real estate for a long time you've been through a couple of cycles biggest one probably being 08 yeah. um Can you talk about, can you get a little bit more specific about how that affected you and what you mean by, you know, the banks come knocking and things like that? Yeah,
0: Yeah, so I was like so many, like still these days, and that is I signed personally on conventional loans and or got investor money and put the down payment down and got a loan. So now you're on two different loans. So when the market went down. We had one project that went down by two thirds two thirds and what like with a flip of a switch. So, um, banks, those are, those are all upside down loans, but the banks don't care who did it or why they get, they come looking for the personal guarantor, tour. Right. So that uh, luckily re-engineered everything we do now to this day uh, because of that. So it was awful then, but it was a blessing in hindsight.
1: Gotcha. Um, so, You talk a lot about making your business and your deals recession resistant. Can you talk to us about what you mean by that?
0: Yeah. And it's getting tested right now. So that for us, we buy everything with no banks and no personal signatures and no cash down for the most part. There's exceptions. So recession resistant, other than that is longer terms, especially now, I'm talking five and 10 year terms because I don't say I don't care, but I I don't care as much once I have a 10 year term. The market can do its thing and I'm okay with it because part of our strategy is we pay principal only, for example, on, on owner financing deals. Well, if I'm paying principal only for 10 years, I hammered that mortgage down. So I almost don't care what's going on in the, in the market. And number one, number two, the recession resistant is in our agreements too, meaning we can assign the homes back to the seller. We're never pinned in a corner. We can always renegotiate what I call pivot or give the houses back frankly. Which we wouldn't want to do morally and ethically, but it's a safety valve. We haven't needed it.
1: Gotcha. You know, we've we've talked with uh, a lot of different people doing a lot of different strategies, and the ones who are right now as not as panicked are the ones who have deals either on terms or they have private money where it's not, you know, the deal is 100% private money. Yeah. And you you can negotiate with an individual. The banks are usually not going to negotiate all that much. It's the individuals. You can say, hey, listen, you know, times are bad right now. Your money still, your capital still safe, but we're maybe not going to be able to pay you your distributions right now. Is that the kind of things you're talking about you can do? and
0: um, Yeah, a couple ideas there that you made me think of. First of all, yes, because it's the world, it's not just – national and it's not just real estate it is everything so are people more open yeah you know banks have given forbearance for three months with a three second phone call so yes it's different but terms i mean not only am i am i not i know it's a sad time for a lot of people but we are busier than ever and and our students are busier than ever so it's a phenomenal time now 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 why because the banks are shutting down as you guys know like there's virtually almost no jumbos and the credit scores have just got pushed up to 700 that just flushed out a lot of buyers. So all those buyers can come through our system now with rent own. So we just got swamped because of what the banks did. So sad time. Yes, for some and phenomenal time for us in the terms world right now.
1: Gotcha. Okay. So, so that's a great segue. You know, you talk a lot about um, buying real estate on terms and for our listeners uh, who maybe don't understand what that is. Can you describe, What that is, yeah. Yeah, I do that a lot. Like I'll just assume (laughs) like
0: whoa, back it back it up about 10 paces. Um, (laughs) yeah, so we do what we call lease purchase on the on on the buying side, you know, with sellers, and we do owner financing. And owner financing can mean so many things. And so it's what I alluded to earlier in our world, which is principal only. So who do we deal with in that arena? All free and clear properties. So those are people that if they needed the money, they would have taken it out. So presumably they're okay financially. They just want it for estate planning or tax planning, I mean, they can wait. So on a lease purchase and an owner financing, if there's equity in the property, as long as they can wait, they're gonna get more money from us. So uh, a great strategy for new people is the lease purchase, because it's literally $10 written in the agreement. And so if it's your house, let's say it's your house, Brittany, we, let's give it some equity. Let's say your house is 300 grand roughly, and you owe 250. We say to you, okay, we're gonna lease purchase your home by doing what? By taking over your mortgage payments, making them for you, stays in your name, and um, taking over maintenance repairs, everything. So you don't do a thing. At the end of the term, three, four, five years, whatever we structure, you get your 50 grand equity that we agreed was at the beginning, and we pay the loan off, which is now lower, right? So we benefited from the principal pay down. That's if you have equity, and that's if everyone's in a good spot. Right now, we're getting hammered with people calling saying, just take my house, like just do that thing you said, lease purchase, or do the owner financing because they're under stress. So it's not, it's not always stress, but there's a lot of that going on right now.
1: Okay. So that's how you're acquiring the property. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what are you doing? You know, what are you doing to turn the property?
0: We, we turn them all. Uh, the reason I'm busy with the buyers is we turn them all into rent to own buyers, Big difference on how we do that versus how a lot of people teach. I'm talking online and exposed on YouTube, so I'm not talking out of school either. What they'll say on Renton is, well, just put so-and-so in the house, and if they don't cash it out, do it again. It might be okay legally, but morally and ethically, it stinks. We set buyers up to win. We only accept them after they've been through the underwriting process, and we can prove that they are going to be mortgage-ready in a certain time frame, and that time frame is under what we have with our seller. Now, do they still have life events and stuff happen? Yeah, you know, stuff happens. So 2 to 5% of these a year do fall out. But that's an inverse relationship to most people that do rent on because they don't care about the buyer. Um, and so think about it right now. We've got our students are going crazy and our family team with million-dollar properties. There are no buyers for them unless they have cash because you can't get a jumbo. None. So we're calling call off the call and the sellers go, I didn't know that. And so we're the only answer. That's a cool market right now.
1: Yeah, interesting. Can you walk us through a specific example of a recent deal that either you or one of your students did from from purchase to to lease?
0: Yeah, I just—I'll use one that just came over Slack this morning from a student. In let um, me think where she is—Nashville. Um, it's a house. They, it's a young couple. They bought it like a year and a half ago, and they've got to move out of state. And I forget the reason. I don't know if it's military or what it is, but they bought it for like uh, two hundred. They owe one ninety something. It was probably a, you know, a government loan or something. And right now there's new homes going on in that area. It might be worth two twelve or something like that. She, they called her and said, I, we can't make the payments anymore. The mortgage payments are like $1,200, pretty simple little deal. Um, she'll fill that right away with a rent home buyer and she'll fill it for probably 1500 a month. So she have, we, we create three paydays in these deals. So one of the paydays is the monthly spread. So she'll create a spread of 300 or 400 bucks, and that might not sound like a lot, but you spread it over 10 or 12 or 15 deals, you start to have some nice net net cash flow. She'll mark it up probably to 229.9 dollars because she's offering terms. And so there's a nice uh, markup there from the mortgage balance, thirty grand ish whatever that comes to. And then that, so that's payday three at the end, right, when they sell it and cash it out. Payday one is that buyer's gonna come in because they're a buyer, they're not a renter. They're gonna come in with a non-refundable down payment. So now you know you're dealing with a buyer that wants to cash it out, not some renter who maybe someday has a dream to buy it. That doesn't work. And so the three paydays, uh, to give you guys a metric, that we average like 75 grand a deal. That's us, with our family team. Our students go from a low of 45 to a high of 250 in some higher end markets. That's some serious, like that's one house. So that, that's a deal. It just came over this morning. She'll have that signed today. So that was fresh in my brain with the numbers. Gotcha. Is that too so, fast, too much? Did that, did that help?
1: No, no. I'll I, 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 I'll see, if I I'll see if I can kind of unpack it a little bit. Okay. So when the buyer, when the end buyer comes in, how much, what sort of down payment are you asking for? From
0: Yeah, them? good question. Um, we want to see 10%, Neil, but it doesn't have to be up front. We want to see at least 3% up front. And then they schedule like, Tax refund, bonus time. You know, we talk to them and see what they have. Right now, the 401k money, they can borrow from that without paying it back for three years. That's a help for us right now because so people are grabbing that. And good, they should as long as they have a job in an industry right now that's working. So buyers who come to mind this week, we had two from Home Depot. We had one from the Amazon Center. So these people are booming right now. Yeah. There's others that you have to be careful, right? Because you don't know if during the process they'll lose that job. So that, that, we are getting pickier with that right now. Yeah, But 10% is the answer.
1: Okay. Uh, Do you have a question or am I just running rush? No, just keep going. (laughs) It's fine. Uh, So, you know, one of the issues you can run into, I am somewhat familiar with this this strategy. One of the caveats that you can get into is you have to be careful. There's Dodd-Frank laws about being a mortgage originator. Are, Are there, you know, can you sort of explain how you get around that and things like that?
0: We, own, we have one page, because that is still a gray, it's a gray area still. It was when it came out and nobody wants to test it, so it still is. We have a, like a one sentence our attorney wrote up that our lease purchase and our rent to own does not apply. to the, you know It's exempt from the Dodd-Frank. Now, when it does come up for us is when we, instead of doing a rent to own, we own a finance the house to a buyer. Now Because now, any owner financing is definitely not exempt. So for the most part, it doesn't come up for us. Uh, we have started turning our rent-to-own buyers into uh, – we finance them if they've proven themselves over two years and if they have a 20% down over time, not 10. So it will come up for us then, but it doesn't, it doesn't affect us now. Okay. So you're
1: making money on the spread between um, the principal – the mortgage that you're taking over uh, and the, the, the mortgage that you're charging the end buyer – uh, you're making money on uh, the buy side with their down payment. And correct. You're making money on the end side once you've had some some principal pay down on the thing and when they when they finally execute on the hey, we're gonna buy this now.
0: Yeah, principal pay down and the markup we did. Is little or big as that is. So the so the paydays go like this, roughly average, three, four hundred a month it's uh, starting to climb higher. Uh, the first payday, 28-ish or so, just our average. And then the back ends, another 30 or so, depending on how long you went. Because some of these principal paydowns, if you go longer, are just amazing. Okay.
1: All right. Did you ask the law of the first deal? <laughs> I don't
2: know. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so we talk about the law of the first deal a lot on this podcast. So thinking about, um, you know, once you start with one, it kind of Snowballs from there, it can. Um, how do you help your students sort of get over that struggle?
0: That's a good one. Um, we're working hard right now on what we call TTFD, time to first deal, because of what you're saying. It's so important. And, and, and so, how we get over is a couple things. And, and I've never been asked, it's a good question. One is managing their expectations up front, because if we don't, they get frustrated and think they failed. So we have some people that took 12 months and we have some people that took 72 days. I think I had one guy that did it 30 days, but there's some luck there. <laughs> so we work on their expectations. And once the other way we bridge, my shirt says bridge the gap what, that we talk with this all the time, because like we're doing deals with them. That's the big difference. It's not go t- go have a course and good luck. We actually do deals with them in the training. That's why I was working on that deal this morning. I'll call that seller. I mean, that's going to bridge the gap dramatically. Um, and the other piece is mental. So we brought in coaches that work just on this space um, that we personally use. So everything we do with the students, we do whatever we do with us, we do with the students. So it's the mental piece. It's the managing expectations. And it's the working in the trenches with them. Those three things for sure.
1: Gotcha. And how do you structure the, the partnership deals with your with your students?
0: Yeah, there's different rev share uh, agreement arrangements. Uh, So we we call them associates around the country. We've got about 80 of them. And so depending on what program they're in, that determines both the split with us and how many deals. They don't need us in their life forever, right? You do a bunch of deals with us, say 10, you got it and you got it really well. So they're out of our life. And I say that our community is like a family community too. So they they really truly love being together. So they hang out after they do what we call cap out. They kind of hang out in the community and, and help each other. It's really amazing.
1: Yeah. You know, one of the things I I love about that is that so many people when they're starting out are are trying to hit a home run. Uh, I'm guilty of this myself. You know, you, you, you get the shiny object, you know, real estate, you hear about all the money people are making, you you keep looking for that, that big deal, you know, somebody made a hundred thousand dollars on and, and, and they get analysis paralysis. Whereas, you know, if you just look for a deal, that's going to pay you some money or maybe you know, I mean, I don't want to say lose money, but you know, you're going to get a cheaper education. <laughs> uh, you're, you're going to right. get a cheaper education and hands-on experience, which is really, really what you need, because only so much you can learn from um, from books and videos and courses and things like that.
0: I agree. I get calls I, when I say weekly. It's it's not quite daily, but it's often where the student or the potential student says. Yeah, but, I, you know, does your course tell me everything? I bought all these courses and I haven't done a deal. We had two students, two to date, that had spent six figures before meeting us and never did a deal on education. So I said, something's wrong. They're like, it's not working. You, what did you do with all that education? It's, it's the piece of no one's helping them. It's crazy.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Having that someone, I mean, that's sort of one of the things that a lot of our guests talk about is that – they you know had that one person that helped them or Mm. um and not even courses a lot of times it's just you know um like we did a burr and we have a friend who's done burrs in that same area and he sort of helped walk us through it and introduced us to his contractor and stuff and that really made a difference for us and now we can kind of do those um on our own and feel confident about it so it's it's really nice to have someone whether it's through a course a mentor or just just like a Mm, doesn't acquaint you know like
1: a uh, uh, not a mentor uh, somebody somebody who can hold your hand just a little bit yeah you know yeah uh because it's so much it's it's you know uh, real estate doesn't work like in the real world the real estate doesn't work like it does in the books there's always there's always things that come up that you know that sound a lot scarier than they are when you come up against them the first time uh, but if somebody, if you've with somebody, you know, you've got somebody in your corner that's been through that and can say, hey, listen, relax. Here, you know, here's what we're going to do. Uh, it's not a big deal. Uh, and move on. And and you've learned. And now, you know, when you come up against that, you know, it's not as scary. It's more exciting.
0: Yeah, I actually put a whole chapter in my book that's called What Can Go Wrong. And one, and it'd be a name that everybody knows, so I won't use the name, but he said to me, some friends, he said, why are you doing that? You're gonna scare people away. I said, no, I, I'm gonna get it so when they go in the field, they don't panic and they go, Oh yeah, you said this might happen. I'll just give them a call, you know. So there's a whole chapter on what can go wrong.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, great segue.
0: <laughs>
1: what <laughs> what can go wrong? Yeah.
0: It's, I'm um, sure. I'll hit with a, some of my points, because to your point, they will always continue to happen. Like they're just going to keep happening. I call it pivoting, but anything that can get thrown at us, we've had thrown at us. So we help the students, you know, avoid it. One is um, not taking enough deposit in pre-qualifying the buyer that we talked about earlier. That is a headache that we've lived through because they do they do have a high, high, high chance of defaulting. So you have a house under agreement. You're new, and you say, "I can't wait to get someone in there," and you're over anxious, and you fill it. With somewhat of a weak deposit or weak employment or something, you're asking for a headache down the road. Uh, second piece is not doing your due diligence on the property. We had a property that uh, we did not, it was my son-in-law's first deal about five years ago, and he didn't check the lead paint properly, you know, the disclosures. And a family of five moved in, and we had our, we didn't have to legally, we morally and ethically did the house, we, we de-leaded it Farm farm. cost us $30,000. Well, that kind of goes against the philosophy of no money down. <laughs> so we just, we just blew that. But, that. but there was a very expensive but a very uh, good learning lesson, not just for him being new, but for, for all of us, because now we have different language in our agreements. So every time that happens, by the way, any, any curveball, we change or update the agreements or the course so people are always current. And that's why I say, and I think you guys have enough guests that probably know the differences here. Being in the field is critical. So if someone's following, it doesn't have to be real estate. If they're following anyone, if they are used to do it, you're asking for trouble because things, especially in real estate, change constantly.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, we, we, I know. I talk all the time about, you know, don't follow somebody who, you know, like you said, used to be successful doing this. Follow somebody who's doing what you want to be doing yeah. right now successfully. Uh, if there's if they're somebody who got out of the business and now they're just coaching, no, run away.
0: Yeah, I was on a show, It's was like two weeks ago, and I forget the, the, the host, but he, he, we were talking about multis somehow, and he told me of a guy, I didn't know this, he said, there's a gentleman out there who's teaching, because he's a good marketer, he's teaching how to buy apartments, he's never bought one, like literally, he's just a great marketer. Okay, problem, because <laughs> you're not going to get anywhere with that.
1: No, not at all.
2: Oh. I'm going to let you go, because I've lost my spit place on where we're... <laughs> Okay, so um, where are you guys finding the the people who are purchasing or renting to to purchase these homes?
0: Um, on the seller side, we get most of them from the expired listings. You know, they were on with Realtors and they couldn't sell. For sale by owners and for rent by owners. Okay. Yeah. Right. And and that changes like that mix changes as the market changes. Example. Um, just prior to this uh, chaoticness in the virus it it was still a pretty strong market, mm-hmm. so w- there weren 't as many expireds um, and the fisbos were selling so it was pretty even when the market changes like this, there is a glutton of expired and canceled listings because realtors don 't' they 're froze right now mm-hmm. um, and there 's not a ton of fisbos because they 're going i don 't know i guess i can 't sell now so just the, the ratio changes but but there 's never you know, you're never lacking leads. Um, the for rent by owners, again, they're nervous now too. It's just a matter of which ones, which pond we're fishing in. And if someone runs out of leads in their given market, they won't now. But, but eventually if they run out, then we just mail very cheap, like I'm talking 100 pieces, not tens of thousands of dollars to free and clear or absentee or both. Free and clear is a third of the properties in the United States. That's a lot of sellers that you can structure owner financing with.
1: Sorry, I lost you. You broke up there for a second. Free and clear and...
0: Uh, Free and clear as far as niching another list that you'd have to actually pay for. The rest you can get from a service that for rent by owner and the for sale by owner and the expire. Gotcha. Gotcha.
1: Um, So, uh, you know, we're sort of getting into uh, finding deals in today's markets. You kind of went over that. Um, Are there any tools or systems you guys are using uh, to sort of keep up your deal flow?
0: Uh, yeah, we use a service called my plus leads. I think they have a few different names out there. Uh, it's on our site. They provide all three of those that I said the for sale by owner, for rent by owner and the, and the, uh, expired. Um, then this software, uh, freedom software use, um, we've white labeled a, a version for our students, but that's pretty cool cause you can really niche a list and you can do it all online and you can text them. You can mail a post, anything you want. Yeah, uh, A lot of that's become so automated compared to, you know, I'll date myself, but in the 90s, man, what a difference. I mean, you can yeah. stay at home and, and get this all done. Yeah,
1: so it allows you to sort of skip trace the owners and, you know, get their cell phone and their address. So and easy. Contact them multiple yeah. ways. Yeah. How many touches would you say on average it takes to get uh, an owner to return a call?
0: Uh, a return call is gonna be dependent upon motivation. So for, for sale by owners, takes more touches and follow-up. Why? Because they're for sale by owner because they truly think they can sell, right? The expires, on the other hand, are tired. They're tired of realtors at that point. You know, they're blaming the realtor. It's probably not true, but they're blaming the realtor. So they'll call back if they're still motivated to sell. Those are, and they're now leads. So those are like one touch if they're motivated, whereas the FISBO might be five because they're going to try for a little while, most part. Now, that's in a normal market. And right now, make a phone call and you get a call back for sure that's sure. all right
1: um so uh i've also heard you talk about using you know you guys are big believers in using virtual assistants uh yep. both successfully and unsuccessfully uh can you talk about you know how you've had success using virtual assistants
0: yeah we actually um d- they do all the upfront calling so those three categories i just said I, I, we just prefer to talk to people that have kind of raised their hand or lightly raised their hand with the virtual assistant and say, Yeah, let them call me about um, I'm interested in learning more. That's all we want to know. And so they do all our, 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 our front outbound calls. Um, we, we do now use them for things like setting up the Freedom Soft and a lot of the admin. And then we've got an automated system we call it slide broadcast. Everybody can use it. It's, you know, it's simple. They'll load all that up and automate that process. Yeah. Um, and again, it's the cream of the crop calls you back and then you're okay. Now we do a slide broadcast and we just flood it. It's hard to follow up. There's that many.
1: Gotcha. gotcha. Uh, so for the people who don't understand what slide broadcast is, I understand what it is. Can you uh, very quickly explain sure. that?
0: So we'll take, uh, let's take a very specific, we'll take say 400 expired listings and they will all go out at the same time and they'll hit people's voicemails directly. Mm -hmm. And so it's not like, you know, you get these wacko robocalls, I get them, it's annoying, but these are people that are selling their home and they want to, they they need a solution, especially now. So that's what that means, it hits their voicemail only. The ones that don't land, it's called, you know, there'll be a different line or no line then we'll mail or, or, or try to call live. Gotcha.
1: Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay.
2: So um, when you first started out with this, how did you go about getting yourself educated?
0: Yeah. Um, Okay. So this stuff that I'm talking about, literally, I was reading a book on vacation a little while ago from like the Rockefellers and you know, all these old wealthy families, they were doing these purchases back then. I mean, so it's not like this is new. People go, I've never heard of it. Well, it's been around forever. No one's made it mainstream and no one's put a system around it. So I had a hodgepodge of things, but then we wrapped our hands around what we coined the three payday system and the different types of deals with the different vernacular. So it was just a hodgepodge of uh, old courses, YouTube, um, different mentors throughout the industry. And then put put together what we have now. Gotcha. What would you say
1: for your students is the most important thing that they need to learn to be successful?
0: Mm, uh, believe it or not, it's more the mental space that I talked about earlier. I know that probably surprises you, but I we can teach the skill sets to anyone. It, it's the it's the it's the between the years that gets in the way. So I know that seems weird from a real estate coach to say that but it's mental uh it's the mental training it really is the rest of the stuff just gonna you gotta put the time in to learn it
1: yeah and when you say mental training just sort of getting over the uh the belief that yeah, i was kind of broad there um, oh no it's, it's all it's all good that's why i'm here uh you know so um, go, go ahead
0: it, it's different for everyone actually neil this is a good one this so we have a, a woman dr amanda who coached my son-in-law and then coach one of our students and we said, it's working. And then we have a coaching, a lot of the associates. Well, what's working? Everybody's different. Some people have money blocks. Some people have fair success. It's it's real and, and we have to coach on it. And then you guys probably heard of Dr. Joe Vitale from The Secret. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Joe has written 70 plus books. He spoke at one of our events one year and he and I and the kids filmed what we call the 31 day billionaire. And it's a one a day video, eight to 18 minutes, not long, but it's all dealing with mental, you know, training here not real estate at all none no real estate whatsoever so we have that in our in our community too because it's important for them to stay plugged in mm
1: mm-hmm. sure. um, so you know when someone is I know the answer to this but when someone's trying to get into one of these deals um, is there a cost associated with acquiring the deal I mean I know you're I know it's basically no money but there's market yeah. and things like that that would yeah. cost them to get into the deal
0: um, okay, so in business in general, in the terms business in general, we teach people. So I'll give you two answers here. We teach people to set up all the systems and the lead gen, all that. If they're using a virtual assistant, because that's the biggest cost, they're gonna run to get themselves up to like one deal a month, which is pretty lucrative. It really is in any market. You, you know, you're talking about five to seven hundred bucks a month. That's ridiculously low when you could be up to anything else. So that that's to run the machine and have a virtual assistant with you. That's pretty cool. Now, to get it to buy the deal, a lease purchase is only 10 bucks, but if you're going to buy a house with no money down on a financing, you can't expect the owner to come out of pocket to pay like transfer tax and things like that. Mm -hmm. So for the new student, I say, just do the lease purchase at first, get some cash flow going because an owner financing deal is going to cost you at least some title work, some recording and some closing costs because you can't expect to sell to come out of pocket. So those can range from two to 10 grand, depending on what kind of deal you structure, right? To buy those, but the least purchase is 10 bucks and most of our marketing, all of our marketing is online. So that's just time. Gotcha.
2: Gotcha. Um, Well, speaking of time, (laughs) what does a day in life look like for, well, I mean, you could talk about what you do, but it seems, you know, you kind of have your your, um, mentorship and your coursework, but someone who's doing this, what does it look like for them?
0: Yeah, the just doing deals. Um, well, when they're brand, brand new, I, if they said, hey, I got 40 hours, there's actually not a lot I can tell them to do because at first there's no leads, so they got to start doing the phone calls. So it, it's really their morning would be, if, if they have all day, their morning would be calls, their afternoon would be appointments, and then some education in there at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Now, when someone's part-time, which is 98% of our community, then we have to work customs around their schedules. I had one gentleman in California. Uh, this is an extreme example, but he drove an uh, hour and a half each way commute, had a newborn, would do calls on the way in and the way out because they were 12-hour days and he had to work six days a week. And he had a goal for two years to, to transition to full-time and he, he was able to do that. So obviously that day is different than he has now, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But once they get educated and they're ramped up, and our team is my son and my son-in-law now, um, it's like two days a week. Once you have all that in place, it's going to take you about a year. Yeah. So I don't want to candy code it. But once you have all that and you understand the deals and you have someone to lean on, Two to three days a week would, would get you easy in that one deal a month range, and you can scale up if you want. Some people don't need to. I have one person in um, Arkansas who said, "Chris, I don't need one deal a month. Like I, I'd be thrilled with that, but I don't need these two and three deals a month like a lot of the students." So everybody's different. Gotcha. Long answer, but it just depends. So we're talking. No, so
1: two to three days a month, you know, after after you're up and running, so you know, twenty about twenty hours a week.
0: Yeah, that's actually pretty strong. Yeah. All right. Yeah.
2: I think that was a good answer because um, our, you know, target audience are people who are already busy, who have families. So that's, you know, that example that you just gave is probably a little bit more similar to, to like my husband's schedule. Um, You know, he, well, when he can drive to work, (laughs) (laughs) Um, obviously right now we're not doing that, but his normal schedule would be 45 minutes in the car. Yeah. Sorry, excuse me. Um, and then a full work day, and then, you know, 45 minutes to an hour back. And he could maybe do some things during that work day. Yeah, most people. You know, yeah. so, um, and then trying to deal with family and, and weekends and how to do that. And, you know, so I, I think that's a great answer to show that, yeah, you do have to kind of figure it out up front. But um, once you get educated and feel like you're comfortable with this, that it, it can go down. And that's really the goal for a lot of people want that sort of transition where they're not having to spend um, a whole, you know, 40 hour work week on it.
0: Yeah, we have, um, we have several, but we just had another one give their notice. So we have two, we're very family oriented. So we happen to have a lot of couples or people that want their kids to come in. So two of those couples, um, one couple both left the job and the other couple, one left the job and one's about to, they're starting to make the plan. So we help them with, all right, how much money do you decide? You know, everybody's a little different as far as how conservative or aggressive they'll get with that, but we help with that.
2: Awesome. So uh, you've talked about that the mar- you can do this in markets all over the country. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have people that are doing it kind of, um, independence of their lo- independent of their location or are people really targeting just deals that are in their immediate area?
0: Yeah, most are doing it, I get this question a lot, most are doing it in their area just because there's enough, there's a plethora of deals like within an hour radius, so maybe maybe a half hour. Um, then there are other people that are transitioning to another area, perhaps for retirement. We haven't recently that is in New York city, but is moving back to Jacksonville. So they're starting to work there. Mm-hmm. So there's some of that going on, but there's really no reason to go try to find another place unless you're traveling on purpose and you're on vacation or whatever. And that's fine. Cause you can have boots on the ground in the markets. We, we put a Craigslist ad out and said, we want someone to go to the house Do the walkthrough, provide a report that we have people answer that are home inspectors in builders. We got reports back. There's no way I would be able to do it. So you have boots on the ground. All you got to be is a, is a phone call. Now, because of the, the world market, I don't even say the country, people are expecting and accepting the virtual chats like this. So it's, it's actually perfect.
1: Yeah. That's That's interesting.
2: I really, I'm, I'm interested to see how, like, you know, if when things get sort of more, quote unquote, normal, that like, what kind of things will we start to do that in this more virtual sense that people were hesitant to do before, but to make it more convenient um, because, you know, yeah, it's, it's, I'm sure it is showing a lot of employers also that they don't have to have their employees in an office
0: necessarily. Well, me included. I'm old school and I like to be in there and we're, we're having, we are the best two months ever and nobody's missing a beat. So I say to myself, okay, maybe we maybe we get some changes to do. Yeah,
1: yeah. Don't 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 tell the office uh, office (laughs) commercial (laughs) real estate people.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, people do like to get out of their house.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: You might want to go into co working.
0: Yes, because I bet that'll
2: get bigger. Yeah. Um, to follow that up, and I think you kind of already sort of covered this, but if someone did want to, you know, um. Be more location independent and live somewhere else in the world or or would they be able to do this if they were running this
0: kind of business? Yeah, now prior to this change with virtual I used to say, will you lose some deals because people want to meet you? Mm-hmm. Maybe, yeah, but now it's like we just all said it's pretty acceptable now that they're going to do that and so you probably will get more deals and so you absolutely can. You just need to set the team up. Might it take a little a little bit of work to do that and might you have to pay like a Two fifty to three seventy five fee for someone to go to the house for you to be your roots on the ground, sure. But when you're talking seventy five grand deals, I, that shouldn't scare you in any way.
1: Yeah. yeah gotcha. Okay, so let's um, wrap this up by um, talking about the current state of affairs. You know, uh, we're obviously right now in a very strange environment. It is April
2: eighteenth, twenty twenty. We're
1: still most of the country still under lockdown. Yeah. Um. You know, unemployment. I can't. I can't remember. What it's eighteen million people have filed for unemployment. I think
0: it went up again. I saw last Truth night. Twenty two.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I just. Uh, it's it's unprecedented.
0: Staggering. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh. What you know. Uh, we're not going to hold you to your prediction, but you know, put your crystal ball hat on and, and tell us, uh, w- you know, what you think is going to happen in the real estate market over the next six to 12 months.
0: Well, clearly it's already changed. So I, I, anyone says they know they don't. So I, I, I think, know. I think it's gotcha. certainly already flattened and, and how much it pulls back, I think is going to be contingent upon how long that we're in this state, mm-hmm. you know, the status, um, uh, I don't want to water it down, but I'll say in our world, I'm okay either way. Literally, if it booms tomorrow, I hope I hope the president's right and we have a surge up, great. But if it if it stays flat or goes down, great in the terms market. Um I, I honestly I don't know. Clearly some kind of a pullback. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And are you you you've said you're obviously you're seeing you're seeing an explosion in in business because you know, bank a banks are not lending, you know, they're lending, you know, they're only lending to people who have a 700 credit score and yeah. have 20% down. So that really shrinks the buyer pool significantly.
0: Right. Um, yeah. We're crazy busy on two fronts on our buying and selling. We've purposefully doubled down like how many calls we're doing and calling weekends because a, they need help and it's cool that we can help them. It's positive. And B there'll be a lot of deal flow. I, I said to our students and I'll tell you the other side of it just the other night, I said the next six months, six months, we'll set up a decade of income if you do it right, in my opinion, uh, in the terms world anyway, and it's probably some other niches too. And then on the coaching side, why are we busy? Because people are going, well, man, this could happen to me or I could lose my job or I already did lose my job and I always want to get into real estate. We're getting those calls every week now. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's forcing people in a good way to jump into real estate.
1: Gotcha. Okay. Well, Chris, thanks for so much for sharing with us today. If any of our listeners uh, want to reach out to you and find out more about you, where what would be the best way for them to do that?
0: Uh, the site is fine, just smartrealestatecoach.com. And I can, if you guys want, um, give you a link for the book. We were shipping it, the hard copy for free, but it'll be electronic for now. If you want that link, I can give it to you. They just gotta say they heard us talk on your show and we'll get it out to them. Okay. Awesome. It's just free s r e c book.com. Free S R E C book.com. Gotcha. And that's the real estate on your terms, our hard copy. When we get back in the swing, you'll get a hard copy. No shipping, no nothing. They won't put a credit card in.
1: Okay. Awesome. That sounds great, Chris. Thank you so much for sharing with us today. Stay safe.
0: Thank you. You guys too.
1: All right. Okay. That was Chris Prefontaine from smartrealestatecoach.com. We certainly appreciate it. Uh, his time and his unique strategy. It's a strategy we haven't covered yet.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It was really interesting talking to him. Um, and he seems like a really uh, passionate person who's really interested in supporting people to to
1: be successful. So it's always nice to see. Yeah. And it's a, a strategy. Um, it's one of the first strategies I ever learned about when I learned about real estate. And it came from almost the exact same kind of person who had been burned in 2008 by mm. Um, by more, you know, having loans with banks and things like that, so it's uh, it's a great strategy for especially for someone who um, is maybe you know got some uh, some issues with getting uh, uh, let more <laughs> lender mortgages from lenders Renders. and things yeah. like that more yeah. traditional routes and things like yeah. that. So, anyway, awesome. What was your key lesson learned from this interview? Um, I would say manage manage your expectations on that first deal um Mm -hmm. we have talked a lot about um our own journey and uh you know the struggle with that first deal is that you know you're always you know when you first learn about real estate and you hear how much money people are making um you really get it into your head that you know i want to you know i want to hit a home run that first deal and it's really okay to to not make a lot of money on that first deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe, you know, I don't want you to lose money. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't, certainly wouldn't recommend that, but don't expect to make a lot of money on that first deal. Yeah. Expect to get a cheaper education than you would probably pay for from, uh, from a, a mentor, um, and hands-on experience. Yeah. Yeah. So, what about you?
2: Um, I think uh due diligence was one of the things that sort of was, um, stood out to me you know he he talked about he talked about due diligence in three ways really because he talked about you know like doing a du- due diligence on the property um itself doing due diligence on the um maybe it was two ways i feel like there was a the third end but the, on the, the end buyer the end buyer but i feel like there's something else so now i'm i'm yeah. blanking but that's okay you can roll back. Yep. Listen again. <laughs> but you know, due diligence is really important and that's um it's important in any strategy. It really helps you um prevent mistakes and uh and you know, if you don't do as much due diligence the time, it helps you um to kind of figure out how to do things better. He said, you know, anything that comes up that they didn't realize was gonna be a problem, that they add that into their system systems. Um and, you know so that they can adjust those mistakes. I know we've done that, we did that with our first burr because we had something and now we've switched how we do the um, structure, the, the deal, so that we hopefully won't lose money. Yep,
1: well, and again, you, real estate in the real world is always gonna be different from real estate from a book or from a renter, and, mm-hmm. and that's really sort of what you're trying to learn, and, and you'll learn that it's something, things are gonna happen, things are gonna go wrong, it's not the end of the world, Um, you learn, you move on. And then the next time you've gotten better and it's not going to be such an issue for you. So. Yeah. Okay. What about knowledge? What, uh, how did he acquire his knowledge and what would you say his, uh, he recommends his students really like learn how to do?
2: Well, his recommendation for his students is really, I mean, he said, you just learn, you can learn anything, but he's really mindset is one of the spaces that he's really, um, keen on and feels like is a really important space to be in because you can always learn the strategy. It's the mental space that needs um, work typically.
1: And that's different for everybody, as you said. I mean, some people have a fear of, you know, fear of money, uh, fear of success, uh, Mm -hmm. mental blocks on, on, you know, whether or not the strategy will work and things like that.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, and then he he said he basically I mean he basically just learned it from various different sources YouTube books you know yeah. and there's a lot of different yeah. it, it is he said it is an old strategy it's been around forever uh, the Rockefellers were doing it back in the, in the 20s and things like yeah. that so yeah so um, how much money does it take for someone to to execute on this kind of strategy?
2: Ten dollars?
1: <laughs> Not quite. No, I'm, I'm
2: joking. Um, it, depending on how which which type of strategy they're doing, like what could, what the seller is, um, hundreds of dollars was yeah. kind of the answer.
1: So um, he, he sort of said, once you're up and running, you know, if you're going to use a, a virtual assistant, which it sounds like they recommend, and I would probably recommend as well, you know. Uh, know h- hand that stuff off as quickly as you can yeah uh, VA is going to cost you about five to seven hundred dollars a month um, but as far as an individual deal when you're getting into it you might have to pay some of the closing costs yeah uh, but that was can, when
2: you structured with a sell- seller finance or Yes. seller financing right or seller sold by owner I can't remember yeah. now exactly there was differences so that was only if you structured the deal one way and they recommended that beginners do it yeah. who might have, um, you know, not have cash yeah. Yeah. as much available to them to do it with more of the lease option.
1: Yes, uh, and it can, you know, closing costs can be, you know, anywhere from, from two to, to 10 grand. Uh, and that is, you know, even when you buy a, uh, a more traditional place, that's something that a lot of people miss, yeah. um, you know, they, uh, they they forget that there's going to be closing costs. Uh, there's going to be title insurance. There's going to be all all these things in an inspection and things like that. Yeah. You know, yeah. So, uh, well,
2: that's probably lower, or similar to, or much lower than, um, like a down payment that you might have to make for a traditional loan. So, really, all things said, if you're, you probably have that money. Yep. You know, if you're planning to to invest in real estate. Gotcha. Um, time
1: much time. Well he said spent. once um, you know once you're up and running about two to three days a week. So I, I I put out about 20 hours and he said, yeah that sounds about right. Yeah. So yeah.
2: When you're getting started it sounds like you need a little bit more.
1: Sure. And that's um, true with everything. But
2: that's yeah. Yeah. All right. And can you do this from anywhere in the world?
1: You know, um Sort of. Sort of. I mean, <laughs> it. Uh, the world is the world's changing fast right now. You know, as as he said, you know, there are people are becoming more comfortable doing these, uh, these, face to quote unquote face to face meetings uh, mm-hmm. more virtually. Um, but you definitely, if you're going to actually execute this strategy from somewhere where you don't live, you would really need boots on the ground. Yeah. Um. You got to have somebody who's going to go uh, and and put eyes on the property and. Um, so, so the answer is probably yes, but mm-hmm. yeah, um, um, just keep rolling. Um, and, um, so, um, I think that's all. Yeah.
2: So, <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Technical glitch yeah. that distracted us. <laughs> right. So
1: once again, that was Chris Prefontaine from, uh, get this right. Once again, that was Chris Prefontaine from smartrealestatecoach.com. You can check him out. And if you want the free book, uh, it will be in the show notes. Uh, The link will be in the show notes, but it's also uh, smartrealestatecoach.com slash free S-R-E-C book. And, uh, you know, uh, write write in and get the book.
2: Yeah, Let me know that you heard about it here.
1: Yep. Awesome. Okay. We'll see you next time. Let's hit the road. Bye. Hey, before you go, if you like the show, we would be delighted if you'd head over to Podchaser and leave us an honest review. And do let us know why you like the show, how long you've been listening, and in particular, what you find really useful or entertaining. And let us know if there's anything you think we should change. Also, if you have specific questions about real estate investing, especially self-storage or short-term rentals, shoot us an email at info at road to and we'll be happy to answer your question on the show. We might even turn it into an entire episode. Thanks for listening. We're doing this all again next week. Until then, safe travels.